Welcome to another episode of Talking Payroll. In this episode, I speak with Melanie Pitsy, the CEO of Global Payroll Association. Mel works with payroll professionals who are responsible for multi-country and global payroll to assist them with ensuring that their in-country knowledge is up to date and support them with best practice for global payroll. She's a huge supporter of the payroll profession worldwide, and I'm really excited to introduce you to Melanie Pitsy. Melanie Pitsy, welcome to the Talking Payroll podcast. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for inviting me today. Thanks so much for your time. I know that you're 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 pretty busy with uh, with global payroll. That's a pretty big remit. I've got to ask, um, how did you how did you start work in the payroll industry? Um, so I started 22 years ago, um, and I uh, started off actually in recruitment for the payroll industry. So that's actually my original background was uh, recruitment, and um, about 10 years ago, I decided to start up my own agency actually eight years ago and uh yeah and so I've just basically stayed in the in the the payroll industry since then they say once you're in you can't get out and that is definitely true here (laughs) so you run you run global uh, the global payroll association and run a, a, a member portal for your members which keeps them up to date with what payroll legislation for each country whether that be what the uk belgium italy ireland spain sweden new zealand france germany like you you've got a lot the list goes on yeah. how on earth do you keep up with it all well, we do try and keep up with it all. It's, it's quite a, a, a big job, as you can imagine. Um, but we're lucky we've got a really good network of payroll people. So um, we, we really do rely on our partners um, and just working with our fellow professionals all around the world. And I, I think we're quite lucky because they, they know what we're trying to achieve and they're very supportive. Um, so to be honest with you, without them, we, we wouldn't be able to, to do it. And also I've got a good team here, so... Um, you know, we, we, we work quite leanly. Um, so, yeah, so we are always busy. Yeah, right. So, look, global payroll is kind of the, the holy grail. You know, many have tried to and failed to implement um, global payroll in, in employers. Have you seen it done well? And if so, what does best practice global payroll look like? Um, I don't think there's actually one answer because we hear of a lot of um, our members and non-members that are struggling with a global payroll solution. And I think people are still learning how to to get the best solution for their global payroll. So I don't think I've come across somebody necessarily with the perfect solution. Um, I think uh, everyone's learning, as I said. And um, I was talking to somebody this week, and maybe a hybrid solution is the way forward. But it just depends. It depends what your company is. It depends how large it is, how many payroll people you have in different countries. So there's so many different factors. Uh, but I think the, the, the thing before you do look at um, implementing a global payroll solution is to make sure that your business is at its best in-house before you even start doing that. So you need mm-hmm. to make sure that everything is, is as good as it can be in-house before you even look at a global payroll solution. Sure. It's funny because a friend of mine says that I should write a payroll system called It Depends because whenever anyone asks me what the best payroll service or solution is, I say it depends. So it sounds like you've got the same. uh... Yeah, it really does depend. And I don't think I've met somebody that just just says we have got the perfect solution. 
Um, I think there's niggles with every every person I speak to that does have a global payroll, uh, and it just depends on how bad the niggle is <laughs> or how good the niggle is. So I don't think there is the perfect solution just yet. But there are companies yeah. that are trying to develop that. So we caught up in Portugal a few months ago and you had a couple of hundred payroll professionals from around the world at a conference and awards night. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, great location. Thank you for uh, taking me to Portugal. That was a little bit of a treat. Oh, look, I, I, I snuck in a couple of days early. It was pretty good. Um, look, it was a really valuable experience for, uh, for people that I met who were managing uh, payroll for multiple countries and um, really great uh, to talk to other people who, you know, to network with other people who did the same thing. How common is global payroll and are you seeing a, um, a move from in-country teams to global hubs or is it, is, is it a, sort of staying the same? I mean, what, what's the, what's the, what are the trends around um, delivering global payroll? I, I think it's a, it's a growing trend. I mean, definitely over the last um five years i mean that's really why the reason why the global payroll association came about um was there are different companies that are moving into global into the global arena so you have the large multinational obviously that are looking for different payroll solutions um to you know um, help down help with costs and uh to ensure that you know people are paid at the end of the day however there are smaller organizations uh, of maybe you know 50 employees or 100 200 employees that are also going global so I think um, the the entrepreneurs aren't just staying in their own country they're actually looking to expand and because of the way that the, the world is now with the internet it's so much easier to go global so I think um, there is a, a trend that it doesn't matter if you would call it a trend it doesn't matter what size of, of an organization you are there are so many different companies going global uh, and they have their own challenges. Even if you've got two employees in, say, France, for example, that's still a big challenge, uh, as well as having a, you know, 70,000 employees across, across the world uh, because you've got to find a, you know, if you've got just two employees in France, you've got to find a cost-effective way of uh, employing them and paying their salaries. That's the thing. That's what we find in Australia. You know, we see, you know, some might have, um, you know, a thousand employees in Australia, but they might have two or three in Hong Kong or 50 in New Zealand or, you know, a couple in Malaysia or in, you know, sub-Saharan Africa. And it's, you know, that's where it's a problem because there's, you know, like you say, it's hard to figure out what the best way to do that is in terms of, you know, you don't want to make a huge investment for a half a dozen employees, but the job's still got to be done. Um, and I think that's that's the, the interesting thing for me is that there are so many different solutions that pay, people may not be aware of. You know, they, they, how do you employ somebody in one of those countries if you don't have a um, a company base there? And there are solutions around that. You know, you could look at the PEO or GEO um, sector. Um, and then also there's the other side of the FX solutions. You know, how can you actually reduce the cost of paying people in a different currency? So there's all these different factors that I don't think people necessarily realise that, A, you can save money, and B, that there are solutions out there. You know, why pay £15 per transaction with a bank when you can go to an FX uh, supplier and actually reduce that cost? Um, mm. So even if you're, you've, again, if you've got thousands in, um, all around the world, or even if you've got you know, 50 people in Hong Kong, there are different solutions available for people. So, and, it, and it's also where do they start? So hopefully that's where we can help them on that side. 
Mm. You seem to know all the payroll providers that do multi-country payroll. Do you have a preferred model, whether that be sort of in-house or outsourced or global hubs or vendor-managed? Um, and, and what vendors, in your view, are, are sort of leading the pack in global payroll? Well, I think – so this is quite a hard one, really. Um, it's – I suppose I'm driven by what I've heard from um, my members and, and obviously our non-members – I think I think it's really um, down to each individual solution. So I don't think there's a you can't actually just say look do it in house, do it you know have an aggregator, have one global uh, supplier. There's all these different solutions that are available, and I really do think you need to look at what you have as an organisation and try and match that solution. You need to really you know run the RFP and see as many suppliers as possible, and actually get references on those suppliers. Um, that you're you're looking for so it's it sounds like I'm dodging the question slightly but it really does depend on your your organization however the the exciting thing I think are is that there are new organizations coming out there that are offering different solutions um, there's uh, new companies that are um, are offering new software solutions so I, I do think the market is changing um, and I think people need to be aware of new organisations that are coming up into the arena uh, and not necessarily go to the, the ones that they have heard of, you know, like the traditional, traditional global payroll suppliers, but actually hmm. look at the, the new, new kids coming up on the block because they've got interest in uh, software. And that's it. And it's new technology. We're seeing the same here that, um, you know, some really fantastic, fairly newly developed technology uh, in this part of the world as well. And it's it's pretty exciting time. Because you've got things like face recognition, voice recognition, um, you know, all the, all the fancy, fancy stuff yeah, that we've sure. got with having 10 years, especially, you know, running your payroll uh, using those, uh, you know, using that technology. Uh, but at the end of the day, everyone just wants the payroll process correctly don't they and they want to be able to report they want to have a report in front of them where they don't have to you know go to 50 different places to just get one report so there so there are new technology out there which I think Mm. is quite exciting so it'd be nice to see where we're at in five years time yeah exactly so the the fifty thousand dollar question Mel what do you consider to be the most complex country for payroll well see everyone loves this question (laughs) everyone wants to have the most complex payroll so Belgium would say that. Yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't be influenced by the fact I'm from Australia and we've got, you know, seven different types of long service leave. I know, well, you've got like Sweden that is very complex. You've got Italy that is really complex. England, I don't, the UK isn't so complex, even though there's a lot of changes now with, um, with the UK splitting up with Wales and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I don't know. I think um, maybe Belgium and Italy would be there as one of the most complex countries. I'm sure people listening to this, if they are based in other countries, will say, actually, I think our country is worse. But although Australia <laughs> is, is hard, I understand. So I think you guys are up there as well. I've heard some crazy things about French payroll as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. We Actually, our French payroll course is... Um, is uh, usually quite busy because uh, people need to know about French payroll and actually how to read a payslip. I think it's uh, a bit of an interesting issue is actually how do you read your payslip at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, right. And, of course, then you've got GDPR, especially in your part of the world. I mean, it affects everyone globally, but especially in, in Europe, um, yeah. that sort of throws another spanner in the works, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I think that's that's been quite an interesting process, to be honest with you. Um, we're starting to hear now of companies that are under investigation. So I think the next six months, um, once these actually come to fruition, I think will be interesting to see how it will change. Because obviously, we know with anything new that comes into place, nobody really knows what's going to happen, you know, until people start getting taken to court and start being fined. And actually, that's when the regulations come into place. So we've, we've done as much as we can. Um, I think it's been a, a bit interesting for a few HR departments in Europe um, since uh, GDPR was launched in May. Um, but I think definitely watch this space in the next six months to see, to see what's going to happen there. And I think that's the way the global world is going, right? I mean, there's, you know, even the Australian government has said that, you know, they'll be looking to implement something similar to GDPR. Uh, and I think globally, this is just, this is just the start. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think Gustav was, uh, when we were in Lisbon, mentioned Japan, I think it's going to a similar route. And um, I think California just recently launched uh, a GDPR type style data protection um, uh, act. And I think that's even actually worse than what it is in Europe. So I, I, I do believe that other countries are in, looking to implement it. I think it's also, you know, about the data privacy with, um, you know, all these scandals with large organisations that have had their systems hacked. So I suppose they really do need to do something about it. Mm, exactly right. Mm. So when, in terms of global employees, when, when are they in the position to join GPA? I mean, are your members restricted to the countries that you provide training for or is it really that the support is just around global payroll generally? Um, to be honest with you, anybody can join. We do have, um, I mean, we have people from all different levels, from payroll specialists up to payroll consultants, directors. And it's just a networking hub, really, as well. So we have a forum that people can talk to each other. Um, and it's anybody that, even if they've got one country that they're interested in, we have people that are based in the UK that are members of, of the GPA that no, don't necessarily have a global payroll um, uh, global payroll, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, other, other um, they don't pay in other jurisdictions, basically. It. Yeah, they don't pay in yeah, other okay. jurisdictions. Um, but they're still, they're still members of the GPA because they want to know what's going on around the world. Yeah, okay. So what do you think we can do collectively? You know, as a global payroll community, which you've got, you know, great contacts in, what can we do collectively to improve the understanding of, of payroll complexity, throw in globally... Um, global issues as well and how do we show that payroll can deliver real value to employers who have uh, cross-country boundaries I think okay so there's different levels really I think we do need to start networking within with each other like as in the different countries I think we need to get rid of some of the politics that go on to do you know that are in the payroll industry I think we just need to be working a lot more and actually having an understanding of what's going on in different countries because what you'll find is, for example, RCI was implemented in the UK. Something similar will be implemented in, say, for example, France or a different country. And it's actually, okay, what, what is going on in all these different countries that we can actually start talking to each other to find out what worked, what didn't work. Um, yeah, so I think, I don't know if that's answered your question, Tracy. No, that's a really good point, actually, because we've just, um, just on the 1st of July, we had a new piece of uh, payroll regulation, which is called single-touch payroll. Yeah. It's a name that I can't stand because all it does is make people think about a single touch to do payroll. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's essentially the same as um, your RCI yeah. uh, legislation. And I really think that we 
as a as an industry, perhaps as regulators, didn't perhaps look as closely as we could to the UK experience because I think we're probably um, making some of the same uh, mistakes over the same challenges, and uh, you know perhaps that closer working closer with the UK, uh, both the payroll associations and employers really could have. Uh, could have leapfrogged the the single touch payroll um, regulations and and f- so much further. Yeah, and I think that's to be honest with you, that's one of the things that we want to do as a as a GPA is to start bringing people like you together, and you know, uh, Zeni in Sweden and all these different places to actually just talk. You know, even if it's once or twice a year, what's going on? And I think that would really help the payroll industry. You know, how great would it be to be seen as the forward-thinking industry, you know, what's going on in, in this country? How can we make sure that that doesn't happen in this country? Um, and it's just a communicating more and just networking, I think, would really help mm. the industry. And we are forward-thinking, so I don't want to say we're not, but actually to to promote that rather than do it as a country-by-country country basis. Yeah. What What is it that you enjoy most about working in the payroll industry? I think I'm a bit of a geek, to be honest. <laughs> 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 I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sad. No, I um, I think one thing I like about payroll people is that they're really passionate and they really love their job. And I, I'm really sad because I really love my job. I really love what I do. So I'm lucky. I'm one of those lucky people that enjoys their job. Obviously, some days I don't enjoy it because it's hard. Um, but I think the people within the payroll industry, no matter where you go in the world, are, are all pretty similar in how they are, that they're passionate mm-hmm. about what they want to do. So if somebody, if you're working with a, a group of passionate people, it makes your job a bit more enjoyable, I think. Yeah, for sure. What about challenges? What's the what's the biggest challenges for payroll professionals at the moment, do you think? Legislation, compliance, understanding, yeah, understanding legislation. I think that's, and actually having a good supplier as well. You know, they're the yeah. key challenges. Uh, we've had some members that have got payroll suppliers while processing their payrolls and they've been fined because they weren't aware of certain legislations within different countries or they weren't made aware of that. So I think, you you know, you need to start not depending on necessarily your supplier, but you need to be aware yourself of what's actually going on in those organisations. So I think maybe payroll people need to take, I don't want to say that it sounds maybe rude, but take some ownership and, and try and find out what's going on in individual countries just to cover themselves. Mm. And I suppose, you know, when you're getting fines involved, it really makes the the cost of membership um, negligible, irrelevant, uh, because compared to some of the fines that um, certainly even in Australia uh, you can get, um, it's it's just the cheapest insurance ever is to have either global or and and Australian Payroll Association membership. Yeah, and it's just having that knowledge. I think just it's more empowerment, isn't it, to have that knowledge of what's going on. And, um, you know, having somewhere where you can actually ask, you know, what what do we need to be aware of? Um, so, yeah, so there are other tools out there. So I think it's actually just, you know, not necessarily becoming a GPA member, just researching it, you know, um, just start getting to have some knowledge about those difficult countries that you're dealing with. Find out when things need to be filed, you know, certain, um, you know, what the complexities are. Make sure that you're aware because obviously you don't want to be reporting back to somebody that you've had a fine. Mm, exactly. In terms of, you know, we're always talking about um, getting really good new talent into the payroll industry. It's, I talk about it a lot. Um, we we do a lot to try and attract, you know, bright, smart, clever, 
people to the payroll industry with great communication skills. What tips would you have for someone new to the payroll industry who wants to really build their career in payroll? Oh, well, before um, you say that, we've actually just launched, I don't know if you're aware, but we've launched the apprenticeship scheme in uh, the UK. Ah, um, yes, I did hear about yeah. that. So I'm really hoping that we'll get some more talent into the, the marketplace. Um, it's really exciting, actually. So that was launched, I think, just over a month ago. Um, so with GPA, we're actually... As, a, as a, the owner of the GPA or part of the GPA, you know, the GPA itself, we're really excited about supporting that because I really hope we get some good new talent into the payroll industry. Um, sorry, Tracy, what was the question? <laughs> no, it's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean... So, so the the advice really is to, to is to get qualified, whether that be through an apprenticeship or some sort of qualification, yeah. and 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 take that time out to learn. You know, learn what you're doing. Um, one thing is, that once you're in payroll, you'll always be in payroll. So, why don't you become the best within payroll and and start learning as much as you can about the industry? You know, it's a complex industry, um, and there are a lot. One thing about payroll as well is there are a lot of people that are willing to show you how to do something. So look at your peers and ask them, ask them how you do something. So I think that's what that's what they'd want to hear. You know, how do you how do you do something? And I'm sure there are people within every payroll department that will take time out just to, to show you what what you need to do to achieve something within the within payroll. I couldn't agree more. I think you know some of the most giving people in business are, are are found in a pay office. So that's great advice. Thank you for that. So so tell me if people want to get in touch with you, they want to know more about Global Payroll, about the Global Payroll Association, the training you run, the 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 content that you have on your members portal. What's the best way for them to get in touch? Um, they can have a look on uh, our website, which is globalpayrollassociation.com. Um, we have a little chat box, so uh, there's generally somebody always there. So, you know, feel free to reach out to us on that. You can always email me at melanie at globalpayrollassociation.com or, or give us a call. So, yeah, the usual ways, we're on Skype. Um, obviously, there's a time difference for you guys that are based in Australia, but we can always um, catch up at some point um, like we're doing now. So, yeah, so feel free to, always, you know, to contact us. Okay, so, so I'll put all those contact details in the show notes. Um, the internet was going a bit funny, so I'm hoping that's just uh, – that's that's uh, hopefully at your end it won't be. Um, okay. And, and I'll just and, – and so I'll put all that in the show notes. And it's really – I'm really grateful of your time. I know that you've got a busy day ahead of you. It's the end of my day. It's the beginning of yours. Uh, thank you so much for your time, and it's really been great talking to you today. Oh, brilliant. Thanks then, Tracy. It's, it's been really enjoyable speaking to you. Thank you. Hi, this is Tracy. I hope you enjoyed that last episode of Talking Payroll. If you've got any comments or questions, please email them to us at podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. And look, if there's anyone that you'd love to hear on this podcast or someone that you think that I just have to interview, and maybe that's even you, uh, please please let us know by emailing podcast at austpayroll.com.au. That's podcast at austpayroll.com.au. I'm really looking forward to having you listen again next time I'm talking payroll. <laughs>